Welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where the personal, professional, and political intersect. Each week, we discuss a topic to help ourselves and other lawyers navigate our days with a little less stress, and ideally, a lot more fulfillment. On today's episode, we're talking about taking a pause. We're asking ourselves, what are the benefits of taking a break, and why aren't we doing it enough? I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Hello, Darlene. Hello. I'm here in the same room as you. I know, it's very unusual. So so last night, uh, my wife and I are watching an episode of Queer Eye on Netflix. We just got into it. I wish we would have started sooner. I know we're behind a, a bit, but what a great show. So wildly pleasant. And it, it's a perfect show. It's it, You feel good. There's a start and an end. You know, there's a good payoff. You see people's lives improve. And the show is basically about people... Um, you know, appreciating themselves and forgiving themselves and, and uh, taking some time to, um, you know, rebuild self-confidence or whatever they're lacking. So the five guys go into um, uh, this Kansas City, Missouri, and there's these two women who are probably in their 60s, I think, um, who are barbecue masters. They uh, are more pit masters, I think they're called. So they're, they're some of the best at barbecuing in the city, had this very popular like um, barbecue uh, building in a parking lot where there's lines up, lineups out the door, but they're in this really hot you know, tough work environment where they're getting up at four o'clock every day to start the fires. And they're doing all this because they're trying to pay for uh, their daughter slash um, niece's uh, education. So wonderful story. But these are two women that are working so hard um, and never take a break. And what they had to do as part of being involved in the show is take five days to pause and consider, you know, their own health and self-care. But also part of the pause was bettering the business. And they went to um, a bottling factory that is, they have this famous barbecue sauce and because they took this pause and um, they were actually able to build on their business and now they are bottling and selling this famous barbecue sauce um, hopefully successfully um, and this is something one of the women always wanted to do but never had the time because every morning she had to go to the parking lot restaurant instead of taking the time for herself and to be strategic and think so anyway Watching all that made me think about today's uh, subject as we were preparing for things and watch the episode, I would say, if you can. Well, I only watch things that you recommend on Netflix, <laughs> although I departed from that this week. I watched uh, a new thing, non-Mike Anderson recommended, uh, which I can talk about later. I might talk about it in my good or not okay. my great. Maybe what a great tease. Oh, we're, we're oh, becoming yes. such professionals. Oh, Stay yes. tuned to learn <laughs> Stay tuned Darlene. for Darlene's good. Um, yeah, the pause thing is interesting. I've definitely taken a couple of pauses in my career so far. And I think you do, you almost have to, if you want to, you know, look at things differently or take a minute to assess whether what you're doing is the right thing or, you know, why is this business the way it is? I find that when you're sitting quietly without the daily grind going on, you just have the space to think of these ideas and, Sometimes I think we're so focused on just doing, 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 to-do list, to-do list, to-do list, um, you know, next thing to achieve that we don't take a minute to say, why am I doing these things? Are these the things I should be doing? Should I be doing something different? Um, so the pause, I love this. This woman wanted to make barbecue sauce her whole life, and she just realized that she can't do that while, while doing the daily grind. There might be a lawyer equivalent. Should we transition? Yeah, <laughs> you do that. That's that's your job. 
transitions. You've started it. I don't know. I tried. What is so? What is the lawyer uh, equivalent to working in the restaurant when really you have a world famous barbecue sauce that you could be selling on mass? I think we have a, an unusually high level of every day. You know, not only do we spend the time, we track the time, we write mm-hmm. it down, we. You know, we're aware of how many hours a day we're working on billable and non-billable subjects. Depends on the firm, depends on the model, asterisk, asterisk. Um, but, you know, you're aware of, of your time in a way that, unless there's a time clock, do people still have that punch a clock? I guess so. Yeah. I guess if you work well, at a big fat. And I think it's like even creepier now where you just have like a card where you just... Card, yes. Of course it wouldn't be a punch card. <laughs> That'd be so cool if it was. And a pager. This is so old school. We're going back into the 80s. Um, Anyway, no, the pause idea. So you brought this up. Were you thinking of this because you just had a vacation and you got some benefit of it? So for me, it was actually um, over vacation. I was thinking about how in our day to day, we actually don't pause to celebrate much. And so I think that's only one of the things that pauses are really useful for. I have a, I, before I went to law school, I worked in television production and it was a, a, a daily show that we produced. So it was four shows a week. And on the Thursday, which was our last show of the week, the group of people that put on that show really felt like we accomplished something. And oftentimes it was met with a form of celebration. We had a drink in the office, we went out or, or at least everybody got together and said, hey, what a great week. And I feel like the, having bookends on something where everybody comes together and is like, hey, look at the thing we did actually is important because it, it, I think it helps with community and what have you, but also it's just like job satisfaction. You see, oh yeah, on Monday we had nothing. And by the end day of Thursday, we produced four great shows and there's a, a couple highlights and it's reflective and I think it's really useful. And we don't get that, I think, much in our profession. I know well, I, when I was uh, art- articling at a major firm, there were these stories uh, of yesterday where like when there was a big closing that that finished, you know, a lobster cart was brought around or something. And, and presumably people had drinks. Maybe that never actually With, Like live lobsters? That doesn't sound like a way to, well, I guess maybe. Uh, who so knows what went on? I don't a know. lobster cart? We need to inquire. Anyone who was at that firm <laughs> during those years. <laughs> I don't know. But at least it was clear that like, something used to occur and then there was a bottom line issue and you know these sort of things go away and i don't think it has to be uh, a purchase to make it uh you know money-based thing to to cause a celebration to occur but so much of what we do is start with a project shepherd it through it is complicated it takes time but then once the signature is on it just gets popped in a file and we're on to the next thing and there isn't really a lot of of pausing to celebrate together um, on what we achieved well and can i add something i was talking to a friend that uh, i articled with the other day and we were also talking about the fact that in law it's actually worse because even if you finish a huge product project and you then don't have the next project to jump onto. You have literally 20 minutes of, okay, well, that was cool. <gasps> Where's my next work coming from? Yeah. No one's giving me work. Why? Mm-hmm. What? What is my career over? Like this, the mental game is just so <laughs> toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the more reason, I think, to do what you're suggesting, which is to take a minute, you know, ponder what you achieved, also where you could improve, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then what has 
you know, what is, what have you created with your time? Because I think we all look at these time sheets or this, whatever, however we track our time. We're aware of our time. We're aware of our files roughly. Um, but it's really interesting to look back at the year and think, okay, I accomplished this. This podcast has been interesting because, you know, we look back and we have what, 30 episodes or something or more now, more than that. yeah. Um, which is quite shocking when you think about it, because we don't usually have a record of ourselves doing something like that. That's not in paper format as lawyers. And it has been, it has been interesting for, for me anyway, to look back on that. Um, now celebrating, I think too, talking about making content. Um, I have a client that has recently hit a huge milestone. They're content creators. They are in the world of social media and they are going through this where they've hit this huge milestone. And the question is, well, now what? Do we take a break? Do we just keep churning towards the next milestone? And it made me reflect on this as an issue because there's no limit now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you get you get a million followers. Should it be 10? You know, do you drive for 10 now that you've hit the million? Like it's sort of a an interesting bottomless environment. So I think in that environment, all the more important to sit there and say, this is good. You know, what did it take to get me to this to this milestone and what is my next milestone? Or am I just gonna chill here for a second? I think I when when you mentioned that you want to talk about pauses, I said to you, I'm feeling a bit of burnout right now. Um, which I think is normal. I used to just jam on the gas even harder when I was burnt out. (laughs) No burnout. This can't happen to me. I don't get burnt out. Um, and now I think it's just it's more like, okay, I'm burnt out. I have a lot going on pause yeah just chill this is why i act i proactively sought out some things on netflix this week mm-hmm. at at the usual time in the evening when i uh, tend to do you know non-mission critical work things i decided you know what i'm gonna just budget in my brain that those i'm gonna take six hours at another time to do these things and this week i'm gonna go to bed at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. <gasps> what a revelation this was. (laughs) Suddenly I'm so cheery, Um, but it was helpful. And it's just sort of like an acknowledgement, like, okay, this is not my best time. I don't need to work right now. I'm Mm going to do something different. I don't know. Have you experienced this type of thing or have any thoughts? I think that what I'm trying to think about now is that life has a rhythm, right? Um, And I'm what I'm, so I've, Effectively, from the time I entered law school till last month, I feel like it was just, if not sprinting, near sprinting, like like constant hard work. Um, and what what I'm trying to focus on now is like seeing that drop a little bit. And it's not about um, it's not about productivity or anything. It's just about me making sure that I'm not working at full throttle all the time. Uh, and so it is it is a sort of uh, pause in that manner where I'm, I'm embracing that I don't have to be going at full speed every minute of the day. Uh, and, and, and I, I, this isn't like a month long thing for me. This is like what I'm trying to build in for the next like year or so as my family responsibilities, um, really increase that I want to make sure that I'm accommodating for that. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at now. And I do think that, you know, they, people talk about like, um, like a, a the pause paradox where like we all value productivity and things are focused on a, a build hour or generally for profits and for companies and so on. Um, but the way that we actually best 
are productive is by pausing and creating um, times to recover and to be creative and to bring on new ideas, which actually facilitate sustainable long-term success. Um, and so in the, in the minutia of a day, when you're trying to get everything done, it's very hard to, I think, be like, okay, now I'm going to take a pause, <laughs> you know, but um, there's ways to build in processes and routines to kind of get that work mentally done for you so that you uh, do that. And you were, we were talking before we started recording about the importance that you see in going for a walk. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, because we are virtual in-house counsel. So we run a lot of, um, we run our files from our homes mostly. Um, and it, it is a, it's a different than working from home one day a week or something. This mm-hmm. is a very much a, you have to build a routine. You have to build a, a schedule. You have to figure out a way to make this work. And I think it's individual for everybody. So from what I've seen from our team so far, everyone has their own way of dealing with this. Um, you know, at certain times of the year, I deal with it differently. I have a lot of meetings downtown, um, a lot of ex- out of the house stuff um, at certain points in the year. But I do find that without some sort of getting out of the house that is planned and strategic, it can feel a bit isolating. You know, there's mm-hmm. every every work environment has its challenges. Um, I think that working from home is awesome, but I also think that if you don't control for your environment, it's like anything else. It can it can be a little bit uh, not as awesome, especially by the end of a long Canadian winter. Um, and this has been a particularly icy winter, so it's not been one where you're just kind of jumping around outside very much. I don't think too many of us are. Um, but I think it, if my my well being is certainly supported by getting out of the house and going and doing a walk, whether I'm doing a call on that walk or something, it's just built in out of the house time and. Um, yeah, you get to, that's your time to reflect too, right? You're sitting there and, and you're getting a different perspective. Like you're out of the house. You're not just staring at your laptop all day long. You're, you're getting out and thinking of things differently. So yeah, that's been huge for mm-hmm. me. Um, and it wasn't something I, I, I wasn't a walker before. Yeah. like going for a walk was not high on my list of things to do when I first started working from home. And then I just realized that it was just important. So that is one of the recommended types of pauses from Rachel O'Meara's book, Pause, Harnessing the Life-Changing Power of Giving Yourself a Break. So congratulations on getting there um, yourself. That So the outdoor pause is one thing that she recommends. There's um, there's also more simple stuff. So there's the belly breath pause. So that's something that we can do as we're just like working. This one, I think I could benefit from more the digital device pause. So creating a rule to limit or not engage with your devices for a a certain time. The outdoor pause is one, which we've talked about. And the one minute mindful awareness pause where you do something that that you might already do throughout your day. So that could be even brushing your teeth or eating and actually being mindful and present and aware and not being. So those are, I think those are uh, helpful little tips of practical things we can work in. But certainly I'm a fan of routinizing things. And so something like the outdoor pause or the the one minute mindful awareness, if, if you tie it to something you're doing anyway, makes sure that you it's built into your day and that you're getting it done without having to fight yourself on it. Um, it's already, it's a structure that you rely on. Well, and the, the digital device pause is a huge one because I have found that like having kids has been a real check on my own mm-hmm. um, impulse to workaholism. (laughs) So uh, the thing about the device pause 
for me, I've talked about this and I do sometimes suffer because every now and then I depart from my rule of not being on my device between sort of five and mm-hmm. seven thirty, and I routinely get scolded by people who I guess have heard me say on the podcast, <laughs> I'm not on my device in those hours. So generally speaking, I'm not on my device in those hours. And the, the reason that I'm not is it's not to pause so much. It's just that the nature of my interactions with my kids during those hours is important. It matters that I be present for them. And then also, if I'm on my device, I'm not even giving that greater response Mm -hmm. to my client or to whoever is emailing me. It's a, you know, if I'm ever going to have a typo in my email, guaranteed it's in those times. I, I sent an email recently and I'm like, I should not be emailing during this chaotic time. Um, and I think that it's, uh, it's important to just take the, it's not so much just the pause for the sake of it. It's pause because it makes sense, right? You're, but you are in effect pausing from your work life to focus on your family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's sort of allocating the same mind share, but to a different focal point. Um, and you know, these, the thing about having little kids is that they do not, there will probably come a time when they're older and they can understand and appreciate that I'm working and I need to be doing that on my phone. But I mean, they do not understand that my job is on my phone. They, this does not make sense to them. Um, and I think that it is a good check on my behavior. I'm just like, yes, I do not need to be on this phone right now. So anyway, that's a, I'm glad to structure that into my day. I wish it was more, I wish it was a hundred percent of the time, but it's, it's, you know, I strive for good results there. So we've talked about there's benefits to pausing. We've talked about the types of pauses. Can you think, are there signs that somebody should be taking is taking a minute? Like if so, and I'm thinking about this myself too, um, for people listening or people talking on this podcast right now. Um, what do you like, where, where, where are some indicators that you think somebody needs to take a second, whether that's in, in, in like the daily sense at work in a more broad sense, career wise, life wise, whatever. Can you think of, of signs that, that might indicate something like that? I find, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me. So at the risk of, uh, of giving something that might not be generalizable. I do find that there's a cadence to my work when I'm at my best and I'm firing on all cylinders, I can accomplish so much in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that starts to really slow down. Like I find if I'm the sign for me that I need a pause is where I'm kind of doing like you get on this sort of loop where you're looking at the same email or maybe you're redrafting it a bunch of times. You're not really adding value with any of your revision. Like, I don't know. I'm sure everyone might have a, an equivalent experience to this. But for me, that's what it is. I can I can feel a, a decrease in productivity and I can feel that I'm not doing any favors by the extra time spent. Mm-hmm. That is when I need to pause. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you let this get really bad, you need to fully unplug from the job. And I actually think this is a risky thing for people who really care about their work and who are um, high, highly motivated people. I think it's so anathema to us to take a break and to let ourselves take the pedal off the gas or whatever, um, that people do get too burnt out in a way that you don't maybe need a huge career change. You just needed to give yourself more pauses, more breaks, more you know, and it doesn't have to be like you were saying, it doesn't have to be a day at the spa or the things that are marketed as relaxing. It has to be just something that is, um, makes you present 
in your mm-hmm. in your mind or like present for your kids or you know not tired not overly stressed this is one of the other things is like we put ourselves in these positions of extreme stress by having too much going on by having too many things on the to-do list and then we're like i'm burnt out like well some of these things i made happen so maybe i just stopped doing some of those things as a starting point yeah anyway one of the signs uh to pause that i really thought was a good marker when reading a bit before we started recording uh is that so you love something and now you don't mm-hmm. and i and i feel like that uh, it's one of the best i think short form ways to know that that's you need to take a step away and we've all had a situation where like we love something we're like oh my gosh and then you actually do take a day away and you come back to it and you're like oh i miss this i'm so miss this and sometimes it's an hour and sometimes it's a day and sometimes it's a week and sometimes it's a month or years but um, it kind of, I think it does go to what you're saying is if we're not sustainably taking these mini pauses or, you know, significant pauses to ensure sustainability, there will become a time where the thing you love or the thing you're good at winds up being a problem. And then you're in a situation where you have to change in perhaps a more significant way away from a thing that you actually maybe didn't have to change away from. Well, and the thing that has given me so much comfort on this, and I think, again, this is why it's somewhat relevant to talk to lawyers about, um, a lot of our clients are doing new things. They're starting companies, they're startups, they're, t- they're in the tech space. They're doing something with no um, guaranteed payoff per se, right? Like they're investing a lot of energy. There is really um, no cap on how much energy they can invest. I mean, you could, when you are starting something, you are full out. Um, and what I've seen kind of with the fullness of time and seeing a lot of companies start up and a lot of press about those companies and a lot of um, companies that don't make it or companies that really make it. I think the persistence and staying the course is so important. And I think that so much of what causes burnout and causes people to give up or quit or whatever is just that we don't have a societal tolerance for the idea that just because something's hard for a bit doesn't Mm -hmm like it doesn't mean you should stop doing it it means in part you should kind of figure out how to deal with the hard stuff and i think that right now there's this real moment like having a startup is having a moment right mm-hmm. um, people have always had startups i mean people have always started businesses and you know it's always been challenging to to start and sustain a successful business um but i think that now people have this view that it should be easy and I, it should look a certain way and should feel a certain way. And it's not been my experience. I think everyone has their own challenges and I don't see, as we've talked about on the podcast before, I don't see many people who've built something successful that haven't gone through a slog part. There's always a slog part. It's just like, how do you, how do you define that part of it and how do you deal with it? And um, do you have the ability to recognize that that, Maybe when you take a pause, you can see it for what it is as opposed to being like, oh, this is kind of a slog. Um, But also the slogs can be instructive too, right? So one of the things as I've been going through the last couple of weeks is I've been realizing and trying to be mindful about what are the things that feel like a slog and why, you know, and it's actually useful because I think largely these will be beneficial to the business overall, these realizations and had I not been listening to my burnout and instead of trying to power through it, 
Um, and I've been really candid about it this time um, in this way that I'm just kind of like, you know, this is a thing. This is what people go through. We should talk about it. Um, I had my bookkeeper sending me a bunch of emails being like, I need your response. And I just said, listen, I'm going to be delayed in my responses this week. I'm taking a bit of a moment. Um, and it felt really freeing to do that. And, you know, accordingly, my email did slow down a bit this week and I was able to take this time. Um, and I will come back, you know, much stronger next week. And I find these things are cumulative. Like every time you get through one of these things, you level up, you don't level down, but I think the perception is burnout will level you down. But I think that's true. If you slog through it, Mm -hmm. I think it's like, what was Mark Sakamoto said? You spiral up, you spiral down. This is yet another one of those ways. So I've seen that's like that spiral up or spiral down thing. It's all I see. It comes all, yeah, it's, it's such like a one thing. of the easiest ways to distill any issue. It's like, are we spiraling up or are we spiraling down? Yeah. And, and if you're spiraling down, stop. Stop going down. <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> Grab onto whatever you can. Take a second. Grab the tree up. branch or whatever. Yes. It's wise, true. Wise words. Yeah. Great. So, uh, so I, I suppose what we're asking everyone to do or to consider is to think about are there small times in your day for smaller reasons or bigger things um, that maybe might benefit for, from you taking a pause and thinking about them and reevaluating them or just taking some time away because you need to go back to loving them as much as you always did? And encouraging. I mean, if you're a person who has the ability to allow other people to have a pause mm-hmm. rather than handing them the next thing, then that would be good too because I think that Um, it comes sometimes from the top, right? So people's unwillingness to take a break is like what they see. So I have just made a conscious choice that I don't wish to perpetuate the myth that I don't ever need a break, even though it's like a form of weakness, right? Like I think some people be like, you're you're not hardcore enough. Hardcore people don't need a break. (laughs) And this is sort of what my negative invoice, inside voice would say. Um, But I think there's power in just telling it like it is And then maybe you're, you know, giving someone a break proactively instead of waiting for them to ask Mm -hmm. for it might teach them something about like how to be happier as a lawyer. So the point of this podcast, a little less stress, ideally a lot more fulfillment. I don't see any winning strategy from just being burnt out alone and powering (laughs) through it. (laughs) You know know what? We laugh at it, we can all picture being in that dark set office powering through it at some moment in time and that's not totally and then maybe fearing. sometimes you have to do it but if yeah if you if you can get away from it get away from it and i mean if the toronto raptors do it with Kawhi leonard <laughs> I of course have no idea what this means i don't even know who that is they're sitting him every like four games on purpose just so he's ready for the playoffs so he doesn't get burned out during the right anyway and he's that's one of the great best players in all of the nba um okay so wow how forward thinking Mm-hmm. load management they're calling it wow mm-hmm. it's like yeah i love that that's great i mean athletes understand that right yeah. athletes are like this is my instrument for my sport i have to take care of it we lawyers are aspiring to do that let's do it let's uh, keep focusing on it another thing we will do is come right back after this break with our goods and gripes The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Inter Alia Law, experienced legal counsel when and where you need us. 
To learn more about Interalia, visit the website at spelled I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. Thank you. And we are back with our goods and gripes. Goods are things we want to promote and support. Gripes are things that annoy us. Darlene. Okay, so I have two goods. I know we've brought back the grape, but uh, I would just say goods, the uh, pure simplicity of skating and teaching my son how to skate has been a real highlight of the past uh, couple weeks. Just so simple, you know, get on the ice, have trouble standing up, learn to stand up. I don't know. It's just something really nice about that. Um and it also is a throwback to childhood because I think most of us don't spend that much time in an arena in, as an adult until you have kids. So that's been really nice for me. Um, and then I think the other good is from my time this week on Netflix, finding my own shows without the benefit of Mike's uh, recommendations. And the payoff to our tease. What did you watch this week on Netflix? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the tease. I watched Amy Schumer's uh, growing oh. comedy special, which I think... Um, I recommend with with a disclaimer, which is it's pretty vulgar, and it is uh, it goes against some of the vanilla comments that I've made about uh, what I'm looking for with media. But it was good, and I think it was a social commentary buried into the comedy, which was really not buried, but quite overt. I have a good and a gripe. Okay. Good is results of the Sheriff Complex podcast. I have played two or three hockey games since, even keeled. Far better hockey player. Way more fun. I've scored three goals in three games. Not involved in any arguments with anybody. Very good. My gripe, I have this fig leaf plant that I can't. It's just we're not working well together. I am trying everything for this little guy, and (laughs) he's not doing well. Fig leaf. They're notoriously hard plants to uh, grow in a home and keep happy. And uh, anyway, we will. Oh, so uh, we'll talk next week. And just to tease a little bit more, we have two great guest episodes coming up that we'll be recording next week. They both won't come out next week. But um, yeah, we're excited to talk to these two very interested folks. Stay tuned. Cool. Talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Interalia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.